right, all right, all right. Welcome to Living in the Past Own Show, Be Kind, Rewind, where we take a look back at our last episode of the main show, and we also do a little bit more investigation in the topics that we discussed on that show. We last did the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, Total Recall. It was a blast. Carl was on the show I'm flying solo on this one, but we have a lot to talk about and a lot to debate, and it all has to do with Arnold Schwarzenegger. One of the things Carl and I mentioned on the last episode was, well, what are Arnold Schwarzenegger's top five films in his filmography? He started out way back in 1970 as, and get this, this was his name in the credits, Arnold Strong. In the the great film Hercules in New York, where Arnold Strong, Arnold Schwarzenegger, played Hercules, and uh, boy, if you want to watch something horrible and laugh and laugh, that is the movie for you. Uh, yeah, it came out in 1970. Really, Arnold Schwarzenegger hit hit the big time with. Of course, 1982's Conan the Barbarian, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that. And they'll probably be in the top five. We'll have to see as we go through his movies. But uh, this show is all about digging into good old Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we need to hear from you guys. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter and, oh, hell, Anchor, wherever else, YouTube. We're all over the place. But as always, we are so thankful for you guys are listening to the show. Let's go ahead and uh, let's put the tape in and rewind it and go back in some time here. Be kind. Rewind. Be kind, be one. Oh man, why is Arnold Schwarzenegger so interesting? Why is he so compelling? Why was he so successful? There's a lot of big muscle-bound actors, especially in the 1980s. That was sort of the name of the game. Get jacked, and you get to make an action movie. And that was kind of Arnold's bread and butter. I mean, he was, of course, Mr. Universe uh, multiple times. He then hit it big in Hollywood, and he was in a ton of our favorite action movies from the 80s and early 90s. Uh, maybe some of you even like some of the things he made in the 2000s, but it's interesting to like wonder and ask the question like, well, what was it about this guy that made him so successful? And I, I wanted to start there on this episode of Be Kind Rewind. What is it about him? I, I, obviously, we laugh and we joke at sort of his one liners and the things he did uh, in his movies that you might put in the category of bad acting. Uh, and so he's not known for being some great thespian, some great stage actor or film actor that you throw many accolades at other than the Ra the Razzies where he's the worst actor of the year. And yet 
he's in movie after movie that people go back to and watch all the time. And of course, we just did an episode called Total Recall. I just posted a video on YouTube about Total Recall. And is the is the film a dream or is it reality? And it's it's a, one of our more successful videos that we've put up there. People like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he was in a few things in the 70s, uh, but of course he hits it big with Conan the Barbarian. And that was in 1982. And when you look at his filmography, there's a few things that jump out. One is several of the projects, especially when he starts moving into the mid-1980s to the early 1990s, there are several projects that he's involved in where uh, the movies are good. They're a great concept. He plays a role in those movies that makes sense. Uh, and he often worked with, if not competent and capable directors, the best directors, um, especially the best action directors. And so... You know, it's interesting just to to look at his filmography and start to piece things together of why he is so successful. So let's take a second and let's go back and go back through some of the films he made. Maybe it will recall something you've seen or haven't seen in a long time. And so first, let's just talk about the 70s. He was in Hercules in New York played Hercules. He was credited as Arnold Strong. It's famous for a few reasons. One is they dubbed his voice. And you can find on YouTube, you can find some of him actually speaking his lines uh, with a comparison of the dubbed version of um, you know, what you know what he was doing. Uh Hercules in New York kind of put him on the map. Obviously he made the the documentary Pumping Iron. Um and, you know, that really, if you go watch that documentary, it's actually amazing. Uh, so he's made Pumping Iron. He's, you know, he made Hercules in New York. He gets sort of on the map. But he's really just in these bit parts here and there. He's in uh, The Long Goodbye, which is a wonderful uh, crime story. And if, you, if you're not familiar with The Long Goodbye, uh, it's connected to um, the Raymond Chandler uh, you know, 1953 novel, Robert Altman directed it. There's just this uncredited uh, like appearance of, with, of Arnold by Arnold in the movie where he's just sort of like a thug in the background. But this was a Raymond Chandler uh, story and it's really, really uh, interesting. But that's the next thing he makes after Hercules in, the New, in New York. He makes a movie called Stay Hungry, he makes The Villain, Make scavenger hunt all of these uh, scavenger hunt it was just a little cameo cameo he doesn't really hit pater until conan the barbarian and that's a john milius film it is something else and you know whether you saw it in the 80s or saw it sometime after that it sort of stays with you it, there's a brutality to conan the barbarian james earl jones is outstanding in the movie and Arnold doesn't have to say a lot. And when he does, his accent isn't that much of a problem. It's this fantasy story. And it kind of, at least to me, it kind of made sense. 
And so it's really phenomenal to kind of like see someone that many people would say, well, he doesn't have any talent, use the talent that he has to make something really good. He followed that up in 1984 with obviously Conan the Destroyer, not as good as Conan the Barbarian, but it's also not directed by, you know, John Milius, who, you know, whether you like John Milius or not, was a very capable director that wrote amazing dialogue. And he, most of the things that Milius would make were somewhat successful. I mean, of course, he made Red Dawn. Um, but he would also be, he would also be brought in to write up or punch up some scripts. So Conan, the destroyer, not directed by him. Um, it was directed by Richard Fleischer and, you know, Fleischer's an interesting director. He's, um, you know, a director of many, many B movies. A lot of people wouldn't take him seriously. Um, you know, but he did make, uh, you know, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, um, starring Kirk Douglas. So, I mean, he Fleischer did make some good stuff. And we just recently, you know, were talking about him just as a director. But, of course, he made Conan the Destroyer, then Red Sonja. Uh, we did Red Sonja on this podcast um, about a year and a half ago in our fantasy sword and sandals summer uh, I think of 21. So, I mean, he's, he, you know, Fleischer showed up, but he, it, it isn't John Milius. It isn't Conan the Barbarian. And, uh, you know, but that was his second big film that he did after that. But then he makes the classic. He makes the classic film, The Terminator, uh, James Cameron. Uh, you can't go wrong. Then he makes Red Sonja. Then he makes Commando. Then he makes Raw Deal. So he's kind of bouncing back and forth. I think a lot of you listeners will remember Conan the Barbarian. You'll remember Terminator. Hell, you might remember Red Sonja. But I think a lot of us remember Commando. It just got into the playlist. And it's silly. It's funny. It's meme-worthy today. Uh, Commando is, you know, hey, Colonel John Matrix, right? Uh, Commando, we remember. Uh, But then he makes Predator in 87, followed by The Running Man. Those were in the same year. Summer Predator, Fall Running Man. We've done both of those movies on this podcast. So, you know, it's interesting. If you look back of the things we've done on Living in the Past, there are a a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that we've done. Uh, You know, he's made things like Red Heat, where he played a... Russian, I think Ivan Danko was his name. Um, he was in, he started to move into comedy, which people were really surprised at how funny his movies could be because he surrounded himself with great talent. But he is funny too. He made Twins, Total Recall, and then he's he sandwiched Total Recall with another comedy called Kindergarten Cop, which a lot of people might say that's in their top five Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Um, Kindergarten Cop was in 1990. That's so hard to believe. Uh, He's made um, Terminator 2. And then he made, in 1993, The Last Action Hero. And a lot of people sort of mark that on the the Arnold filmography calendar. 
is sort of the beginning of the end. I don't know if I would agree with that. I think he still makes a few more movies that I really enjoy and love. But he, you know, a lot of people were disappointed with The Last Action Hero. What's interesting is when you go back and you watch it and you revisit The Last Action Hero, it's really not that bad. Think about the talent, again, surrounding Schwarzenegger in this film. He has John McTiernan, Predator, right? Um, Die Hard, right? This great director of action films. The screenplay is by Shane Black, who I just recently watched one of his films called The The Good Guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, and it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So Shane Black's the writer. Um, you have F. Murray Abraham from, you know, won the Academy Award for Amadeus. Charles Dance, famous now for uh, Game of Thrones. And you just have this great, like, supporting cast around them. And, and a lot of people still, like, they're like, this was the beginning of the end for Arnold. I don't, I don't see it. It didn't do great box office, but at the same time, I, I think it's, it's a, a fine movie in his filmography. Uh, I think he maybe had just hit such great heights that this seemed like he was coming down uh, from where he had been in the stratosphere. Right in '94, he makes True Lies, and of course, it's a James Cameron movie. It's interesting. True Lies. We don't have a really good uh, like 4K release. Uh, that's some, that's a problem with James Cameron's films right now. I wonder if he's, he's been so caught up with avatar because we don't, we don't have the abyss either in a, a great like digital transfer to disc. If you like that physical media stuff, which, um, you know, it's interesting just the other day we lost where I live, um, on the campus of the school that I work at, we lost all, <laughs> all internet capabilities actually during the school day. And we're, we're so dependent on technology. And so we lose everything. And uh, of course, every kid in, in earshot is freaking out. Uh, they can't get on their social media. They can't watch their videos. And I just laughed and laughed. Cause you know what I did? I went home, got my 4k player. And I put in Platoon, Oliver Stone's classic, best picture winning Vietnam War film Platoon. I watched it. I didn't even bat an eye. I didn't even slow down. Sometimes physical media is worth having. Of course, if we lost electricity, I'd be screwed. But, you know, uh, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, so True Lies comes out. We still waiting for that 4K. Great movie. I love it. Enjoyed it. Bill Paxton's wonderful in it. Of course, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, you have Junior, uh, another comedy film by <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, then there's the movie. Well, he actually does a, a project between Junior and the movie I want to talk about. He does uh, a Terminator 2 3D battle across time that would be at the uh, you know theme park attraction kind of film. At, at I think it was was it Universal Universal Studios. I loved it. I've seen it once in my life, but I, I, I remember it. I thought it was really, really cool. It was great to see those actors again in, in that project. Then in 96, he makes a racer. And 
I think this might be one of his last kind of throwback action movies. It's enjoyable. It's a fun time at the movie theater. Um, it's just a good Arnold action movie, great cast, so on and so forth. He makes Jingle All the Way. Career isn't done yet. It's 96. A lot of people have written him off. And then he makes Batman and Robin, 97. Uh, he makes some some other action movies you might remember. He made End of Days, which is sort of a apocalyptic film where he has to protect a kid or Satan's coming along. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, the Sixth Day, uh, Collateral Damage, and then Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. And then, of course, to, most recently, he's made another Terminator film, Terminator Dark Fate. Um, you know, he made, what was it, Terminator genesis 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 what they spell it weird they spell it like g-e-n-i-s-y-s so he's made a lot of terminator films but as we look at this filmography there are so many great movies that are absolutely rewatchable again and again and again and again and, and just watching total recall it destroys the remake uh, in 2012, it's so like head and shoulders better. Of course, Paul Verhoeven directed it. Um, Total Recall is one of those special films. And so if I were to, to start to answer the question, what are his top five? And this is in no order. We're just going to pick his top five. I think number one in that list of top five, I think you have to put Total Recall in there. I think it just, it, it was a huge hit. It was one of his top grossing movies. Uh, in fact, when you look at his top grossing films, I think it's number four on the list. Uh, let's take a look. Yeah, it's number four. If you adjust it, adjust the dollars for uh, inflation and look at what would it be making today after it's adjusted for inflation domestically, it would have made $525 million. Um, that's a massive hit. Um, that is a huge hit. Uh, and that's number four of his top grossing films. Let's, before we get further in the list, let's talk, let's talk about what its top grossing films are. Can you guess what number one is? What do you think? I, I think many of you will, will guess it. So 11, on the list is the last action hero. If it was adjusted to today's dollars, it would be making about $250 million. Not bad. That's his 11th top grossing film. Number 10, Terminator dark fate. Uh, I would may, it would have made if you, if it came out in 2019. So if you adjust it to kind of today, just a few years later, it'd be making a just $7 million more two fifty seven. Number nine shocked me. I could not believe this was in the top 10. Number nine is into days. Um, and Arnie plays, I, I remember now, plays Jericho was the character's name. And he's protecting um, some kid from Satan. You know, just your normal, <laughs> your normal uh, matinee fare. But uh, if you adjust that for inflation, it's 335, $335 million. In today's number nine, number eight, Batman and Robin. A lot of people call it the big bomb. It makes about almost 400 million in adjusted dollars. 
did that sink his career? I mean, you're you're looking at ninety seven. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. A racer. We just talked about it. Racer's number seven. It made about four hundred million. Uh, number seven made about four hundred million in adjusted dollars. Terminator Genesis, Genesis, whatever the hell you want to call it, four four eighty in adjusted dollars. That is incredible, and it's not a good movie in my opinion. Uh, it's just so amazing. Uh, you have Twins is number five, is number fifth grossing film is Twins for about four hundred eighty million in adjusted dollars. Total recalls four, and then here we go, top three, number three. I'm I'm a little shocked at this one too. Terminator Three, Rise of the Machines, six twenty adjusted dollars, six hundred twenty million. Did you like Terminator Three? I you know it's interesting. I I can't believe I'm going to say this. I actually really liked Terminator Three. I thought the chase sequence was pretty insane and well done. Um. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it, uh, but I had a good time at the movies. I don't know what I was expecting. I thought it was, you know, why not have a female Terminator? Uh, it was good. It was uh, it was the same old, same old, but it was still well realized from a, an effect standpoint. Arnold is still pretty cool in it. Um I don't know. I like Terminator 3, but that's the number three grossing film in his career. That's unbelievable. About $620 million in adjusted dollars. If if you don't adjust it, this is 2003 money. It made $433 million. Pretty amazing. All right, so now you go to the top two. Both by the same director. Uh, both just a few years apart. Number two. True Lies, number one, T2 Judgment Day. True Lies made about $650 million in adjusted dollars. Terminator 2 made about a, bill, a billion, B, billion, $1 billion. So what are his best? I mean, you, you see all the, 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 you know, the, the numbers, the financial numbers. A lot of times people judge films based on the financials. But I'm going to put it in the top five. If I'm looking at what are his top five best films in no order, I think it's almost impossible because they change for me. Sometimes I like this one a little bit more than another one, and then it's it flip flops, right? Uh, but I'm putting Total Recall in. So I got I got I need to write this down. Total Recall. Total Recall is on the list as in my top five. I'm doing this on the fly for you, wonderful listener. So Total Recall. Number five. Um, you know, you look at his filmography. I, for me, I think you can't go wrong with the film that really made him a star. And and I'm gonna have to put in the, into my top five Conan the Barbarian. Even to this day, when I watch the sequence of the it's kind of the <laughs> it's kind of the orgy into the soup spilling into the fight scene but when the music picks up and those that had murdered his wife or his mom and his dad when arnold finally 
confronts them and the music picks up and he dumps the soup and he's like, it's on that moment in cinema is chef's kiss. It's just incredible. And I think the film has a rawness. It has a, it's not politically correct in any means. It feels like you're in some sort of barbaric time period. And it, it just has this vibe to it that I, I think is, I don't think we've really seen it replicated. Even when Jason Momoa tried to do a remake or a reboot or whatever you want to call it, it doesn't even come close. There's something special about Conan the Barbarian. And I'm going to put that in my top five of the Arnold movies. There's guilty pleasures though. And if I were to, if this would be an honorable mention, I'm not going to put it in my top five, but my God, I watched Commando so many times. I, I can't, I don't, I have, I have no way to count. I, at one point I had seen Commando as many times as I had seen Star Wars. I, it was just on all the time and I was game to watch it. And, you know, Radon Chong, Beautiful, loved her, great movie, funny action. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The movie is is absolutely terrible, but it's glorious. You know, it has that not as great as a ba- of a bad movie as like a Roadhouse, but it has that vibe. It has that feel. It's not going in the top five, but my God, I love Commando. It came out in 1985. Can you believe that? 1985. So what else do you put in the top in his top five? We have Total Recall. We have Conan the Barbarian. I think you have to put Predator in there. I think it has to. I, you know, when you look at all the films, and if you look at all the action films of the eighties, Predator was just it just hit a whole other level. Um, the actors are absolutely over the top. We've done this episode on living in the past. You can go find it in the archive, but like Jesse, the body Ventura, right? I mean, larger than life personality, Carl Weathers. Um, the cast is just stacked with kind of like alpha males running around in a jungle being badass special forces soldiers, you know? And I, I think, as ridiculous as that sounds going to see these incredible like tough guys get their butts kicked made the movie scary i mean when they're getting taken out one by one by the predator uh it just it was awesome it was awesome to watch it was awesome to be in the theater for and it, I, I it was such an enjoyable experience i was in junior high school so I was the absolute perfect age to watch Predator, and it just rocked my world. But even today when I watch it, I've watched it with my son Sam. I've, I've re-watched it multiple times when Prey came out on Hulu recently. Uh, the, uh, the pseudo, I guess, I guess you can call it like a prequel. Uh, I love Prey, but but it was when that came out and I watched it, I had to go back and watch Predator. Uh, it's the original and you know, you have all the memes that you can ask for coming out of that. 
but it's a pretty good movie and it, i think it influences action films i really do there's been a lot of films that are similar have that similar vibe a bunch of you know awesome soldiers go do something or tough guys go do something they meet their match and it ends up being you know just one a, you know one soldier one of the one of the good guys alone against whatever the menace is um i like that kind of story and so predators in my top 5 it's hard for me to say no to the movie that came out the same year and i almost feel like 87's one of his best years because you have predator coming out in july i believe of 87 and then running man comes out in november of 87 that's amazing. Um, I saw Red Heat. Uh, I saw Red Heat in a double feature. Uh, so Red Heat actually came out in '88 after The Running Man. Saw it in it as a double feature with Rambo Three. I was dripping testosterone when I walked out of that theater. I went and saw it with my dad. It was a, just a double feature, and um, bought one ticket. You got unlimited popcorn, all that stuff, and we watched. We watched those two movies. Loved it. But back to The Running Man, um, 1987. When that movie came out, I, I think you you got to remember, it was Arnold was kind of at a point in his career where he was he was it. He was a big star. He was comedi- competing with Stallone for the best projects. Um, you know, Richard Dawson of Family Feud is incredible in this movie. Yafat Kodo from Alien, uh, and a great actor. I mean, he's wonderful in it. Um, there's just something about good old Running Man, and I, I'm i not sure I can put it in my top five. Um, it's saying it's one of his best movies, but it's so close for me. So going back, looking at the list, we got Total Recall, Conan the Barbarian, and Predator in Arnold Schwarzenegger's top five films. In no order that he's made. I think you have to put his top grossing film in the list. I think you have to to put it there. I think you have to put Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Um, it's too good. It's, it's groundbreaking special effects wise, but the story is good. The acting is good. The performances are good. It's a satisfying film. You walked out of the theater. Um, amped. I mean, you were pumped when you saw it. It did so many things right. <clears throat> and Cameron could do this, couldn't he? He could make sequels that are as good or better than the original. Of course, he, in many ways, tops his own movie, Terminator. But, I, I mean, think about what James Cameron does with Aliens, topping, in my opinion, well, I better be careful here. He equals Alien. By Ridley Scott. I, I don't know if he would top it. Um, they're two different of films and they're both beloved. And I feel like I was about to commit blasphemy there. Um, but, you know, Terminator 2 is outstanding. And you could probably make an argument it's his best film. Like if you had to say what is his top film, it might be T2. I mean, think about the tie in, the music tie in. Um, how the mu I mean Guns N' Roses, You Could Be Mine, playing on MTV constantly. Uh it was a, just a sweet time, man. Nineteen ninety one 
I was getting ready to start my senior year of high school. Um, good stuff. T2 is in the top five. So Total Recall, Conan the Barbarian, Predator, Terminator 2. What's last? I mean, what do you put in as the fifth and final? Do you go with a comedy? Uh, do you go with something more recent? I don't think there's anything he's done recently that would fit in his top five. Dark Fate is probably the best thing he did. Uh, where he plays, <laughs> he plays Carl, uh, the T eight hundred. Um, but I, yeah, I just don't think there's anything that you can put in there. I mean, he did the Expendables, but he's more of a cameo, and especially in that first one in twenty ten. So, like, do you put Terminator three? Collateral damage. I don't think you put you can put those in in his top five. Um, so if I was to go and say, what do you put in his top five films? For me, it comes down to really three films. It comes down to kindergarten cop. It comes down to twins and it comes down to true lies. And when I, as much as I appreciate his comedic, roles in twins and kindergarten cop i i have to go with true lies it, it is funny he is funny in it uh but i think obviously it's not a true comedy it's sort of an action comedy but i think true lies is in that top five i think i think that rounds off his top five i think if you say here are the top five arnold schwarzenegger movies most people will go yeah they might say, well, what about and name something, maybe like the Terminator. But um, I think you can stand strong with a list like that. So here it is. Total Recall. Conan the Barbarian. I bet a lot of you would want to move that out. I just have a sense, listeners, that you would want to get rid of Conan the Barbarian. But you got Total Recall, Conan the Barbarian, Predator, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and True Lies. Top five. Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I think we did it, guys. I think we achieved something special on this episode of Be Kind Rewind. Well, let us know uh, what you think. You can find us on Living in the Past on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Hey, if you haven't been, if you're listening to this, which you are, and you haven't been to our YouTube channel, do me a favor and go over there. All you have to do is, and you probably are on YouTube every single day of your life. Every day, you probably go on YouTube. You need to go on YouTube, and you need to type in the search engine, Living in the Past podcast. You'll see our little emblem pop up with a little rewind arrow, purple logo, Living in the Past, and just click subscribe. We have a lot of content that's similar to what we do here, but a little bit shorter. We went semi-micro-viral with a video on the Western Silverado. We have not done Silverado as an episode of the Main Show podcast. It's kind of tragic, but we did do a video about Silverado, and it's on our YouTube channel. So again, you just go to that search engine, Living in the Past podcast, You'll find us. 
we have a lot of content. We have a big trouble in little China, how Jack Burton is the most uncool, cool character of the eighties. Uh, we have how the black hole Disney's disaster movie, the black hole, while it might be considered a disaster is actually has a, a lot of things you can love. Uh, you should check it out. There's a ton of great videos that we're putting up that <laughs> believe it or not, some crazy bastards out there, they're deciding to watch it and, uh, and subscribe to it. And, uh, so it's great. So go over there, watch our videos, subscribe. There's some neat stuff. One of our most popular videos was on what is Harrison Ford's greatest performance? Um, I'll let you go and find out what we think on YouTube. Hey, we got another episode of our main show coming up. So keep an eye out on, the movie cliffhanger hey it it came out in 1993 our patrons voted and said hey we want you to continue the theme of doing the 40th and 30th anniversaries of things so we're doing mostly this year not every episode but mostly you're going to be hearing episodes about 1983 films and 1993 films cliffhanger came out in 1993 it was a memorial day weekend movie and uh, once Devin and I get a chance to sit down and chat, we're going to chat about Cliffhanger. That's going to be loads of fun. Do you remember Cliffhanger? Sylvester Stallone pretending to climb mountains. I don't think he climbed in that movie. We'll have to figure that out. We'll have to get to the bottom of it. I think he just hung on the side of styrofoam looking rocks for the two hours of the movie. Who knows? I could be wrong. But I bet Michael Roker... I think that's his name. I could be wrong. Uh, I think he climbed. I bet he did. I bet he did. Well, as always, we can't thank you guys enough for listening to the show. Stay tuned for Cliffhanger. Head on over to YouTube, man. What are you waiting for? I know you guys, once you once you turn this off, you're going to miss us. You can find us over there, YouTube. And as always, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. <laughs>